You know, flooding is uh, one of the most costly natural disasters in the United States, uh, resulting in about $4 billion, that's with a B, $4 billion of property damage every year. Welcome to Insider, the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. I'm Mike Browning. Our topic, flooding, flood maps, and flood insurance. And our guest is Sam Huddleston, the executive director of the city's development services division and city floodplain administrator. Uh, Director Huddleston, thanks for joining us. Good morning, Mike. Thanks for having me on today. And we appreciate the opportunity um, to use this forum to reach out to our citizens and let them know about our floodplain management program. And I should say you're also an, an environmental engineer. That's correct. Um, joined the city in 1999, primarily as an environmental engineer, and then uh, got involved in development and land development, development review, floodplain management, drainage, um, and that led to my appointment in uh, 2015 as a floodplain administrator. And you've served in that role since, uh, I think, 2015. Can you describe the approach that you take here at the city to floodplain administration? You know, flooding is uh, one of the most costly natural disasters in the United States, uh, resulting in about $4, million, $4 billion, that's with a B, $4 billion of property damage every year. And also, uh, flooding is one of the highest um, uh, losses of life uh, due to natural disaster in our our country. And so uh, many decades ago, our country recognized the uh, risk of flooding. Uh, they saw uh, towns and communities who were completely devastated due to flooding events, uh, their economic vitality wiped out, their economic resilience destroyed. And uh, as a result of that, in the mid-1970s, uh, they developed the National Flood Insurance Program. Uh, that program relies really on three elements, the technical and regulatory uh, programs provided by FEMA, uh, the insurance programs and products provided by uh, commercial insurance providers, and then the local regulations and floodplain management ordinances at the, uh, at the local level. Uh, we adopted then local uh, regulations uh, to supplement that and then now are required to review uh, development and land use uh, for their uh, potential hazards and potential risk for flooding. This all sounds uh, very technical as it probably should be because engineers have to uh, work through how flooding occurs, how to redirect a water to certain areas, and so that requires engineering. The average customer or citizen out there is mainly concerned about protecting their home. That's correct, and so we use a uh, variety of flood management products to help us identify those risks, uh, and some of the risks are obvious, like creeks or streams. So if you live along the West Fork of the Stones River, Overall Creek, uh, Sinking Creek, um, you might be uh, intimately aware of the flood risks there. But we also try to manage the other local floodplain uh, situations uh, that may not be as obvious, like flooding sinkholes or local drainage systems. From the customer's standpoint, what is the purpose of the FEMA flood map? The FEMA flood map is really a flood insurance rate map. It's used to identify um, areas that are known or anticipated to be of high risk of flooding. Uh, and the, the flood insurance program is at its basis an insurance program. And so the flood insurance rate maps actually allow the insurance industry to identify um, properties that are of high risk of flooding, 
which then is used to, to calculate their flood insurance costs. So there are new maps that are released, I guess, either annually or a, a period of time. Um, how often is that done, and why is it done? I assume it's because they change. Well, FEMA, the state of Tennessee, and the city of Murfreesboro, we, we have a desire to maintain uh, maps that represent the flood risks in our community. Uh, and, and we work uh, to revise almost on an ongoing basis uh, flood maps in our area. A community-wide or a, or a basin-wide revision like we're under today uh, for the Stones River watershed, those really only occur uh, every 10 to 15 years, and it's because of the cost and the level of effort to review and revise those maps. Um, there are subtle changes from time to time in the floodplain, uh, but the biggest reason that we, um, we review and revise those um, maps is because of better information. We have uh, better information on the landform, we have better information on the risks of flooding, and we can uh, put those together and, and turn them into a, a product that can help our community and our property owners identify those areas of high flood risk. So just to clarify, the maps that are coming out now or that came out just within the month, um, they were supposed to come out a year ago, but due to COVID, they were delayed. That new map or those new maps that FEMA puts out, really, this has been 10 years uh, since they put out these, or how many years ago did they put out other maps? Yeah, so in, uh, in February of, of 2020, um, FEMA released the preliminary maps that, that are uh, subject of the um, uh, discussion today. Uh, prior to that, the city's last revision, last community-wide revision was in January of 2007. Uh, and so that 13-year uh, or so period in there um, uh, has elapsed since we've updated our flood maps. And, and the, the current uh, preliminary maps also do not fully cover uh, the community. Uh, there, there were uh, maps that were identified that needed revision and that, that was a limited area of the city of Murfreesboro and also of Rutherford County. So if you live near a stream or, or a creek or a river, uh, these maps are coming out, you're obviously going to be more concerned than maybe someone who doesn't live near those. Um, how do the folks that might be concerned, how do they get access to the maps? Sure, we have um, uh, several thousand uh, land parcels, lots, uh, tracts of land that we know are in the floodplain uh, inside the city of Murfreesboro. Um, some of the uh, work we were able to do with FEMA, we identified at least 200 of those properties uh, that we believe uh, their floodplain status will change. Some of the um, properties will be added to the floodplain, some will be taken out. Um, and for those homeowners, especially the homeowners or property owners where their property status has changed, I think they'd be very interested in finding out about uh, these new flood map products. Uh, certainly, they'd be available to come to the city hall and meet with one of our uh, planning staff. Uh, we'll be able to do that. That's at 111 West Vine Street uh, here in Murfreesboro, and the planning department's on the second floor of city hall. Our, our planning staff would be well-versed in uh, helping someone find their property and also to discuss uh, the potential changes to the floodplain status of their property. Um, the FEMA website, uh, the Map Service Center, which is msc.fema.gov. Um, you can also locate your property by your address uh, and it'll let you know your current floodplain status. Um, and then the city will be uh, 
putting up a website, a, a web page that'll be a supplement that where we will have information on these preliminary maps uh, as well as a search function uh, and, and help a property owner identify their, uh, their current status and then uh, uh, hopefully to also identify any change in their floodplain status. If the homeowner status changes, in other words, let's say they come into the floodplain map where they weren't before, what does that really mean? Well, um, so it, it means that they are recognized now as a property that is a, a higher risk of flooding. Um, practically what it means is that uh, uh, there may be situations where um, um, a mortgage um, may be required uh, may require the homeowner to have uh, or purchase flood insurance where perhaps before that that was not the case uh, and so the flood insurance program uh, is a, is available to everyone but the mortgage companies also look at the flood risk maps and determine um, through the agreement in the mortgage if a property owner is required to have flood insurance. And if they come off the map, that's good news for them. If they come off the map, um, then that would indicate that they were at a lower risk of flooding and uh, in, in some cases may be able to uh, work with their mortgage company uh, to, uh, to reduce or eliminate the need for flood insurance. Why does that change? Is it because of some of the technology or the things that the city has instituted to prevent flooding in those areas? It's a variety of things that do that. Um, the, the one advantage we have with technology today is we have better data. We have better data about the uh, shape and form and elevation of our land surfaces. We have better data to predict and model uh, flood risks. And so with, those, with that better data, we're, better, we're able to predict uh, with more accuracy uh, properties at a risk of flooding. Uh, there are also opportunities where property owners and or the city have made changes to the land form. We've um, updated um, uh, a, a drainage system. We have improved a flooding condition. Uh, perhaps the property owner has raised that property out of the floodplain, and, and that um, information can be updated in revised maps. And with that uh, update, then the property can be taken out of the floodplain. Are there plans to notify customers directly? We're able to identify the parcels that are in the floodplain and also those that are impacted uh, with a potential change in their floodplain status. Uh, we plan to use that um, address database to send out notifications, to mail out notifications to the registered address of the owner. Um, most of those will find their mark, but occasionally we'll get a few of those back. And so we'll use a couple other forms of uh, public notification as well, including press release, uh, CDTV, um, uh, our website, uh, and then uh, just some uh, hopefully word of mouth discussion uh, with neighbors and homeowners uh, and uh, citizens in Murfreesboro. More specifically to some of the waterways in the Murfreesboro area, uh, why do some of these, or in the last 13 years, some things have changed, like Lytle Creek, for example? Um, what happened? Uh, the, the city, um, several years back, we updated a flood study in a uh, tributary of Lytle Creek, uh, and FEMA took an opportunity then with our data to actually update the Lytle Creek watershed. And, and so we had better mapping. Um, FEMA also used uh, their, their most current modeling programs as well as updated information on uh, the rainfall and runoff relationship between the landform and uh, the stream. 
And so they were able to, to modify their prediction of flood flows and then also their prediction of how that stream reacts to those flood flows. So this is a partnership between two governments, or maybe three. Well, certainly the, the FEMA is the lead agency nationally through the flood insurance program. Uh, FEMA works through the state of Tennessee um, and the state floodplain administrator, uh, who then works with the local communities, the cities and counties and towns in Tennessee to uh, administer the floodplain program. Uh, some communities um, are very aggressive in their uh, management of, of new maps and new information. Uh, city of Murfreesboro is one of those. We, we, we do take an opportunity to, to try to get a better floodplain product from time to time. Um, and, and we work hand in hand with FEMA and the state of Tennessee in providing those updated maps. Uh, in a fast growing community like Murfreesboro, uh, we've got to have uh, accurate and current information to use uh, to make good decisions on land use and planning and development and construction. After a homeowner takes a look at the map, either here at City Hall or online uh, through the FEMA website, uh, let's say they have a complaint. What would they do? Well, the city is going to act uh, over the about the next 90 days uh, to, to serve as a collector, if you will, of the, um, of the information and comments on the flood maps. Uh, FEMA notified us with uh, that uh, on May 4th the 90-day review period would start and so we have basically an opportunity between now and the first part of August uh, to respond to FEMA's uh, plan to publish the maps and if we do have questions or information or comments that would materially affect the maps uh, the city will serve as that collector to provide that information to FEMA and to their consultant who's uh, providing the revised maps. Can you educate us a little bit on flood insurance or the program? Because this is maybe a little bit different than just a typical, you know, go to the, your insurance agent. Um, what is that process like? Sure. And so in the, in the mid-1970s, um, uh, Congress passed um, legislation that created the National Flood Insurance Program. And again, it works basically with FEMA, uh, the commercial insurance industry, and uh, state and local governments uh, to implement the program. Uh, flood insurance is a product that is subsidized by FEMA, but they really use the commercial insurance industry to administer and, uh, and administer and make that program available. And so for a homeowner um, who's interested in purchasing or inquiring about flood insurance, their um, insurance agent, most insurance agents in the community have access to flood insurance uh, packages. Uh, really, there's no price shopping there because FEMA has the program and sets the rates and, and works with the insurance um, companies uh, to administer that program. So you, you don't get a necessarily a, a better price by going to a different agent or a different company, but finding a company that, that does provide the flood insurance product uh, would be your first start. And then the insurance agent is going to determine the flood risks on that property uh, and using the, the flood insurance rate maps, they will determine an appropriate uh, flood insurance policy and flood insurance rate. Um, the, the, the area that really um, gets the most attention, uh, attention for flood maps and flood insurance uh, are new mortgages or refinances or uh, property sale or property transfers. And many mortgage companies also evaluate their risks and 
um, a mortgage holder would be interested in protecting their investment. And so if the property is at high risk of flooding, uh, sometimes in the mortgage contract, uh, the mortgage company would require that flood insurance be purchased. And if the property owner does not purchase the flood insurance, then the mortgage company purchases that flood insurance uh, to protect them and then includes that in the cost of the mortgage. Um, there are uh, certain federally backed mortgages um, that have a mandatory purchase requirement. And so if your property is in the floodplain, um, you know, it's, it is required for those federally backed mortgages like FHA or VA uh, to, to actually purchase the flood insurance product. And again, that is e either purchased by the homeowner or it's purchased by the mortgage company on behalf of the homeowner um, and added to the cost of that uh, monthly mortgage. How long do the homeowners have now to make a public comment? So we have about 90 days. On May the 4th, uh, FEMA notified us and the public and the community uh, of their plans uh, to start that 90-day uh, comment and review period. And so really we need to hear from our uh, citizens and residents uh, before the 1st of August to assemble, assemble those comments and then to provide them in a package to FEMA. So how will the city be helping then in this 90-day period? So we will uh, we'll send out the mailers. We'll also use uh, city website uh, uh, to, to help with that. We'll make city staff available to um, uh, assist homeowners who need some additional help in interpreting their status and the maps uh, and the, the changes that might impact their property. Uh, additionally, the city hired a, a local engineering consultant to re review the maps and the insurance products and the flood study products on our behalf. We'll be sharing those comments with FEMA as well, uh, trying to eliminate um, errors and, um, and also to make the flood insurance product as accurate as it can be. Before we wrap things up, you said something at a council meeting or a public meeting the other day that I think pertains to this or relates to it. And you were talking about, I think, Wilkinson Pike in particular. And there, you know, there's rain events and then there, there are flood events and then there are extreme events, you know, things that don't happen for 100 years. And we hear a lot about 100-year floods. So kind of explain that, the difference between, you know, solving a problem that may happen every few years and then one that's 100 years. Sure, and so um, the uh, National Flood Insurance Program um, established in the 1970s uh, used as the basis of their high risk of flooding uh, the, uh, a flood event that on the average might be expected to have a 1% chance of occurring any given year. Um, the common term for that is the 100-year flood. But it is really a percentage, um, a probability of a, an event happening in any given year. Uh, let's compare that with something that happens more frequently, uh, say an event that is expected to happen every year. That would be a one-year flood event, and it would have a 100% chance, 100% prob probability of occurring any given year. And, and so the engineers and statisticians uh, have studied weather patterns and we have flood data, we have stream gauging data, we have predictive models that allow us to understand how uh, creeks and streams and other flood prone areas react to certain storms and it allows us to assemble a probability um, uh, map that and a probability of events occurring in a given watershed or in a given event. And then it's a, um, a, a 
a risk analysis uh, for the community um, uh, to help us understand at what risk of flooding certain things are. And so, for example, uh, we build many of our greenways and parks in flood-prone areas. And so for those areas to be underwater during times of flooding, while it's inconvenient, um, we can quickly, pretty quickly re recover and restore that area uh, and return it to active use. On the other hand, uh, something like a new home or a business, uh, for those things to be flooded, you know, it's, it's a, a devastating economic impact. It's a loss of use, loss of service that might uh, cover many weeks or months before that's actually recovered. And so those uh, finished buildings we're very protective of. Our uh, roadways, we want those to be functional in higher levels of storm events and stream flooding. And so we, we do that level of service and risk analysis to try to pick the right uh, right situation for uh, various uses and developments in our community. Thanks for that explanation. And if someone wants to reach out to you for a comment or a question, how should they do that? So um, they can come in personally and visit, uh, again, the second floor City Hall, the planning department. Um, you can also uh, call our office at 615-893-6441. And then uh, you can also go to our website and find email addresses uh, for me or other members of our planning and development services staff, and you could email your questions in directly. All right, Sam, thanks a lot for being with us. Thanks for having me today. Sam Huddleston has been our guest, the Executive Director of the Development Division here at City Hall for this edition of The Insider. We've been highlighting flood mapping and flood insurance originating our program from City Hall. Thanks for listening to The Insider via Podbeam, Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Amazon Music Audible. You can also watch The Insider on YouTube. Our producer is Michael Nevels. For more information on the fast-growing city of Murfreesboro, visit www.murfreesborotn.gov. Insider is the official podcast for the city of Murfreesboro. I'm Mike Browning. Thanks for joining us.